Hey, 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 how's it going out there, my mushroom lovers? Oliver Carlin here, and I'm the Mushroom Man. Today, I, I want to talk to you about the top 10 types of magic mushrooms, their identification, potency, and habitat. So the big question is this. With over 10,000 different species of mushrooms, how do people that want to benefit from their various medicinal properties accurately identify them in the wild, grow them at home, or make them taste delicious without having to read confusing medical reports and possibly eating a poisonous look-alike by mistake? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Oliver Carlin, and welcome to Curative Mushrooms. Alright, so now I want you to imagine for a second, okay, that you're walking through the forest near your house. You're, you're walking along a stream or a creek. You can hear the water crashing against the little rocks. Nothing super loud, but you can definitely hear the little movement of the water going through. You can smell the fresh air. You take it in. You can breathe the water and all the different um, leaves from the trees and the different aromas that the nature has to offer. And you're strolling along the stream and you're just enjoying nature and just relaxing and feeling the connection with the world. And then all of a sudden you notice something underneath a mushroom, (laughs) underneath a tree. And it looks like it's a different color and you start to walk closer and closer and closer to see what it is. And you move some stuff around and you see that it was a little tiny mushroom all by itself. And you're thinking, wow, what kind of mushroom is that? That looks interesting to me. And so then you you pick it out of the ground. But when you picked it out of the ground, you were a little, you squoze it just a little bit too hard, you know. You didn't need to, but you did. And then a few minutes later, you look at the mushroom and where you had squoze it on the stem, it starts to bruise this dark purplish color. And you're thinking, wow, what kind of mushroom is this, I wonder? Could it be a magic mushroom? You see, um, picking mushrooms, no matter what kind of mushroom you ever pick, there's always this anxiety of, is this mushroom poisonous? Is this mushroom going to hurt me? And even if you've almost identified it perfectly, you got to be wondering in the back of your mind, did I miss something? <laughs> Is there another lookalike out there? Right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know, when it comes to magic mushrooms, there's a um, many, many documented clinical studies and testimonials of people that have experienced amazing benefits from these mushrooms, even though they're classified as a um, like a um, a drug by the federal government um, in the United States and many other countries, they um, just like marijuana is classified as a drug, right? I mean, just because these things get classified by the federal government by these classifications doesn't mean that they're not really good for you. It just means that. People may have abused them at one point and they just put out a blanket law to stop people from using them, right? Well, well, the studies, um, if you've listened to my other podcast, read my other articles, you'll know that 
these things are highly recognized for their ability to cure and treat PTSD, depression, anxiety, addiction. And the best part of it all is it can do all this typically with just one single dose, which is just utterly insane if you think about it, because, you know, our mentality in life has always been we got to take medicine over and over and over again. The reason why we take it over and over and over again is because it's an escape drug. Prescription medicine typically allows you to escape from reality and eventually having to come crashing back down to reality and need the medicine again. Well, the interesting thing about magic mushrooms is their ability to enable you to actually heal, face your problems, face reality, look, create new neurological connections in the brain that allow you to see things in a different way and really help you to take a hard look at your life and see how you're prioritizing things and allow you to heal. And that's what they do. And um, not only that, you'll have a newfound love for yourself, new spiritual connection with the world, and a newfound love for everyone else around you. And there's many more that we could go into, but if you'd like to learn more about these health benefits, and I encourage you to check out another article where I do go into depth on these things. However, when I was looking online, I noticed that there's over 180 different types of magic mushrooms out there. And some of them are 12 times more potent than others, right? With that being the case, um, I just feel like if we go back to the story I just told you, I feel like we need to take a hard look and figure out, you know, how, um, how do we know what are the different types of mushrooms? How can we identify them? And how can we understand the different potencies so that if we do want to eat them, how much of it do we actually eat, right? So um, I decided to go ahead and take a look at that, do some research out there and dig into these different types of magic mushrooms. And, um, you know, come to find out that, you know, there's quite a few, but I just decided to focus on the top 10 because if we focus on the top 10, I feel like we'll have a really good idea of the foundation of magic mushrooms. And then from there, you can kind of get an idea of what they are, what they look like, and almost be able to identify any other species of magic mushrooms without even needing a field guide. You may you just be able to do it based on the knowledge you hear today. So what I ended up finding out is the biggest tip of all that I can give you is when it comes to magic mushrooms, if it if it bruises a bluish to almost black in color anywhere on it, the stem, the cap, if you squeeze it, wait a few minutes and if it starts to bruise this dark color, then you can almost be certain that you have yourself a psilocybin mushroom because that dark blue bruising color is a reaction of the psilocybin within the mushroom. Now, within the magic mushroom, you need to be aware that there's other active ingredients. You've got psilocin, psilocybin, and baocystin are the main three that you're going to find. Psilocybin gets converted into psilocin once you eat it. Okay, and psilocin is what causes those hallucinogenic effects. 
and baocystin acts just like silicin. So when we look at the potency levels, we actually need to look at all three of these because that helps us to get the total potency level of that mushroom. And so that's kind of what we're going to be going through here. So the first one I want to talk about, and I'm going to list 10, and these are going to be in order of potency, okay? So the first one is going to be, um, it's called the, the flying saucer mushroom, or the psilocybin azarescens. Now this one is the most potent psilocybin mushroom of all, and it can be found growing in wood chips, sandy soils, and it has a strong affection to dune grass. It has, been it has been reported to be found growing in the United States in to include Oregon, California, New Mexico, Wisconsin, Vermont, and Ohio. And it's also been found in Germany. Now, this one is uh, it's like a brown caramelish color. And the cap is about four inches wide. So about four inches, you know, wide. And then it's about three to six millimeters thick. So very very um that's how that's the thickness of the cap and it's a it's a conic shape and it's covered with a thin gelatinous skin that is a separable from the rest of the cap a pellicle separable gelatinous pellicle now i want you to imagine now um, a, um the, this gelatinous pellicle it's almost like it's this it's uh this really thin layer of almost like skin that looks kind of gelatinishy when it's not dry. And if you see it, if it looks kind of like wet almost on the top, and you take this and you try to peel it with your fingernails and just peel back on that skin, it'll just peel off the cap of the mushroom. And that's um, and that's what that, that's referring to. So um, now this one, because of such high levels of psilocybin in it, it'll turn extremely dark blue to almost black when brewed. So this, this one gets really blue because it's just so potent, right? So that's the azarescence. The stem is usually about eight inches, well, anywhere from three to eight inches long and three to six millimeters thick. And another thing to consider too is the spore print is purplish brown to purplish black. Now, the one thing I want you to understand about mushrooms, right, is they release spores. So underneath the cap, there's the gills. And the gills release these little tiny spores. They're like dust almost. And the way you can see the spore print, at least when you're out and picking them, is look at the, the plants and, and maybe mushrooms underneath the mushroom, and you should be able to see this dusty-looking color. And if that dusty-looking color looks dark blue... Um, or purplish brown or purplish black in color, then you know that's the spore print color. Another option is just go home, cut off the cap, lay the cap um, gill side down on a piece of foil or something like that, and come back and lift it up, and you'll see it dropped its spores, and you'll be able to see the spore print that way. So that's kind of um, that's the flying saucer mushroom. Now this one has, uh, it's 1.78% psilocybin, 0.38% silicin, and 0.35% baocystin, with a total potency of 2.51%, or per one dried gram, we're looking at 25 milligrams of psilocybin. All right, number two, we've got the knobby tops. The knobby tops is called, his Latin name is psilocybin baocystis. Now this mushroom, 
This one can be found growing in mulch, wood chips, or the lawn with a strong affection towards the bark of Douglas firs. It was first reported in Oregon, but is common among the Pacific Northwest of the United States. The cap is about um, up to two inches broad. Um, so wide, the cap will be about two inches wide. It's a dark olive brown to buff brown when it's young, right? And almost um, steel blue, but becomes copper brown in the, in the center um, when it's drying out. Now, the surface does look gelatiny-like, and it does have a gelatinous pellicle that is usually separable. So that's how this one would look. It almost looks like a, the, it's like a green little blobby nub sitting on a white cap. <laughs> this gelatinous. If you, when we looked at the flying saucer mushroom, it literally looked like a flying saucer that's caramelish brown in color with a little like pointy top, like almost like a witch's cap how it comes to a point in the middle. Now, this one um, is not as wide as the flying saucer, right? It's like half, half the size of that. And um, this one, the stem is usually about two to three inches long, and the spore print is purplish brown. So again, if we look at, in general, when I talk about these different types of mushrooms, the spore print's almost always going to be a dark purplish brown and it's gonna bruise purple. These are main characteristics of knowing that you have a psilocybin mushroom. Now this one um, is 0.85% psilocybin, 0.59% psilocin, and 0.10% baocystin with a total potency of 1.54% potency and a total of 15 milligrams per one dried gram. Now number three is the bohemian psilocybe, psilocybe bohemica. Now this one can be found in the autumn in Central Europe, and it'll be found growing on woody debris with a strong affection towards Betula, Carpinus, Alnus, and Pisea trees. The cap is about one and a half inches wide, so not very wide, right? It's a smaller mushroom. And it's a conic looking shape, so roundish conic looking. And as it ages, it'll begin to plane to a convex shape. So when we talk about all these different shapes, right? If you go ahead and just Google the different types of identification for mushrooms, you'll see that they have these diagrams where they talk about free gills, attached, occurrent, notched gills. These are the different types of gills. Then you've got um, different types of shapes like bell-shaped, convex, conical, and you've got flat, umbunant, um, umbilicate, funnel-shaped, and so you've got all these different, these different shapes of mushroom caps and the gill types. So when I say a lot of these things, I try to refer to that, but try to give you an idea in case you don't have a chart in front of you, what they look like. But um, this one, yeah, it's conex to con it's plain. So plain would be like flat. So as it gets older, it almost flattens out. But when it's younger, it's conic. And it's a clay brown to dingy orange in color and gets lighter towards the outside. So it's darker in the middle and toward the outside edge, it gets lighter. And this one does not have a separable gelatinous pellicle. So there's no gelatinous pellicle on this one. This one has a spore print of grayish purplish brown and its stem is about one to two inches long. So this is a very tiny mushroom. And I'm not gonna keep going through the different levels of potency, but in general, this one's total potency is 1.47% 
or 15 milligrams per one dried gram. Now, number four we got is the Liberty Cap. This is Psilocybin semilanciata. Now, this one typically is found in fall in the pastures, fields, lawns, or grassy areas, especially areas grazed by sheep and cows. And it has been reported to be found on the west coast of the United States. And it has also been spotted in New York, Europe, Europe to include France, Holland, Italy, Norway, Switzerland, South Africa, Chile, Northern India, Australia, and Tasmania. Now this one, its cap is about up to an inch wide and it's conic in shape. So we got this roundish looking narrower conic shape. It's also, also a dark chestnut brown color. So we got a darker chestnut brown when moist, but when it gets, um, when it gets dry, it turns to a light tan to yellow and can have an olive-ish, olive-ishy color tint. It has a separable gelatinous pellicle. So here we go. This one does have a gelatinous pellicle. And the spore print is darkish, dark, <laughs> darkish, dark purplish brown. And it's going to be about one and a half to four inches long, the stem. And that's pretty much it. Its potency is 1.36% or 14 milligrams per one dried gram. This one, compared to the other ones, it's, um, it's more of a narrowy, narrowish conic shape. Almost looks like, uh, like, have you seen the movie Coneheads? With their heads, it's an older movie, but their heads were shaped like a cone. That's what this one looks like to me. And um, it's shiny brown color. Number five we got is the golden caps or cubes, Psilocybe cubensis. This is the most popular mushroom um, when you're talking about if you're ever going to buy dried mushrooms on the street or online, nine times out of ten, you're going to be getting a Psilocybe cubensis strain. Now, um, I have a whole nother um, podcast I'm going to do just on the different strains of this mushroom. So stay tuned for that. And also have articles I've written on it. But um, you'll typically you can find it in the wild. And this one you'll find it in the spring, summer, and fall. In the southern United States, while May and June are the best time to pick them, but can be found all the way up until January. It's growing mostly out of the poop of cattle, horses, cattle, horses, or elephants, or in grounds that are rich in this manure. So the key thing to note about this mushroom is they really like poop, okay? So you'll find it growing where there's poop, out of poop, or grounds that have a lot of poop in the ground. Um, It can be found in the United States, Mexico, Cuba, Central America, Northern South America, India, Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, Australia. This really is the most commonly found psilocybin mushroom that there is. Okay, this one's um, cap is about three inches wide and it's conic to bell-like shape while young, but extreme, um, eventually becoming convex to flat. So it definitely widens out to a flat, um, being a lot flatter while, when it ages. It's usually a reddish cinnamon brown color while young and then becoming more of a golden brown to pale yellow almost nearly white with age with the center region we call this the umbo being more darker cinnamon brown so a little bit like a dark middle area and then the rest gets lighter from there the spore print for this one again dark purplish brown and it can be up to six inches long at the stem
This one's potency is 1.26% or 13 milligrams per one dried gram. So about this is one's about half that of the most potent one, which was the Azurescence. So this is like your middle potency. It's a good, it's a good range. To, this is what all dosages are based around is the psilocybin cubensis. All right, moving on. Number six we have is the wavy caps, psilocybe sciencins. This mushroom is found in fields rich with rotting wood, wood chips, and sawdust. You'll likely see it on the edge of lawns, paths, or heavily mulched rose gardens in the fall to early winter. It has been seen in the United Kingdom, Europe, and the United States from San Francisco to southern Alaska. The cap is about an inch and a half wide, and it's, what makes this one unique is it's like wavy. It's going up and down, up and down, up and down. The cap is really wavy looking. It's a chestnut brown, really darkish brown with light edges and while young, and it becomes more of a caramel with age while turning to a dark yellowish brown when dying. It sometimes does have a separable gelatinous pellicle, but again, when they dry out, it's hard to see that anymore. Um, the spore print is darkish purple brown, darkish, dark purplish brown, <laughs> up to three inches long. And this one's potency is just a little less than the uh, psilocybin cubensis. All right, the next one we got number seven is psilocybin um, tampensis. Um, I, I just fucked that up. Tampensis, tampensis, tampensis. My goodness, psilocybin tampensis. Now this one was reported to be seen in Florida and Mississippi in the fall and has only been captured in the wild a handful of times. Um, its cap is conix. Um, well, it's wide and it's convex while young and then turning to plain while aged. So it's kind of rounded, almost like an umbrella. And then as it gets um, older, it flattens out. But it looks like almost, it, this one looks a lot different to me, it's, it's a brown, strawish brown color. It's really light and will fade to a light straw yellowish gray. And it's almost like it looks dryish um, on the top and really light brown, really, um, it looks like a, like, like a chip or something. Like I just wanna go and it's gonna be crunchy or something. <laughs> anyway, the um, spore print is purplish brown and it grows about it two and a, it'll be two and a half inches long at the stem. This one's um, potency is 10 milligrams per one dried gram. Number eight, we have psilocybin wheelii. Now the psilocybin wheelii um, is available from September through November in Georgia. You can find it in red clay soil with a thin layer of pine needles on top. So um, that's just the environment. Now this one, the cap is about two to six millimeters wide, so very small cap, and it's conic and it's enrolled. So it kind of, it, the cap rolls underneath, under by the gills, and when it's young, and it'll become curved and expanded to almost plain with age. So it, it rolls up, but still it'll expand out with age. Um, it's a dark chestnut brown to olivish brown, with the blackish brown zones around the ends and will fade to light brown when dying. So this one's like a dark greenish color when it's young and fades to almost whitish when it's dying. And it's, it's definitely a thicker, more, it's a small mushroom, but it's more compressed and it just, the cap kind of grows underneath 
unrolled like that. So it definitely looks a little weird, this one to me. Looks almost like uh, an org or something, you know. Anyway, its spore print is like a dark violet grayish black. And it'll grow about two and a, two and a half inches long at the stem. And this one's only got nine milligrams potency per one dried gram. And we're at number nine. This one's called the Little Birds of the Woods. This one is psilocybe. Uh-oh. I can't remember how to pronounce this one. It's the Hug Shagani. Hug Shagani. I think it's psilocybe Hug Shagani. Um, this mushroom looks like, or this mushroom likes to live in muddy clay soils on coffee plantations. And it's found from June to July in Mexico and February in Argentina. It has also been seen in Brazil and Colombia. The cap is about an inch wide and it's conic in shape. But what makes this one really um, interesting is it's got this extended papilla that's about four millimeters long right in the middle. It almost looks like a bird's beak coming out of the top, which is why I think it's called Little Birds of the Wood. Little Birds of the Woods. And it's a reddish brown to orange brown, orangish browns to yellowish while fading to straw colored with age. Spore print is dark purplish brown, and it's about uh, three and a half inches long at the stem. This one's more of a thinner mushroom, and the cap is very thin and almost like hollow inside. Like it's almost like it's just barely sitting on the stem, and you could just lift the cap off like it's a hat just rested on the top of the stem. This one's about potency is about seven milligrams, very low potency per one dried gram. And the lowest potency one I'm going to talk about is the Blue Ringers, Psilocybe stuncii. This one, you can find it growing in clusters on wood chips, soils rich in woody debris, newly placed lawns and fields, and along roads, paths, and in gardens. Typically, it's found in early winter and in the spring and has been spotted in Oregon, Washington, and British Columbia. The cap for this one is very, very tiny. It's only five centimeters wide and conic in shape at first and expands to almost convex, spanning out to almost flat with age. And it's a dark chestnut brown and lighter toward the edge. This one appears as olive greenish, but will fade to more of a yellowish brown to pale with age. And it does, to me, it almost looks like it has a gelatinous pellicle. It's, it looks kind of slimy like a gelatinous but they don't mention it having that, so I'm not sure on that one. But it looks like it does to me, at least the pictures I'm looking at. This one's only got five milligrams of potency. Now, um, that's, that's pretty much, that's it. That's, that's the top 10 that we have. Now, just, now let's, when, we, when it comes to magic mushrooms in the wild, right? I want you to understand that we've only scratched the surface with these 10, right? There's over 180 that have been discovered. Now, Paul Stemmons himself has discovered four different species in his lifetime of magic mushrooms. And he says, you know, as he goes out in the wild, it's almost like these mushrooms are trying to find him. And they'll kind of just pop up at weird places when you're out and about. And it's almost like the forest is trying to communicate with you and saying, trying to show you this mushroom so that you can experience it and almost like a gateway into um, seeing the true nature of the world. And so you won't, 
you might see a whole new species when you're out there. But the biggest thing to keep in mind, right, is that they do bruise that bluish color, dark blue color, and they have that dark purplish um, spore print. And that's the main characteristics. Um, now, we did talk about the different potency levels. So I did want you to understand the different potency because if you did find one, you'll never know the potency. So you might want to start at a lower dosage and work your way up if you're not sure what it is. Um, I do have other, I do have a podcast out that talks about the different dosages. So be sure to check that out to understand how much you should be taking of these mushrooms. And, but other than that, I mean, now, hopefully you have an, the, the whole idea of this was to give you an idea of the different types of magic mushrooms, the habitats they're in, so that when you're out and about, you can hopefully identify some, have an idea of what they look like, what different types of things that they would be, and to help you identify them better. Now, if you did just want to grow your own, then you're good, probably just going to end up getting the psilocybe cabensis. Now, you could go out and order a spore print, right? And I, I'm, I have articles written on how to grow mushrooms from a spore print. But you get the spore print for one of these mushrooms, order it, and you can just grow your own at home. But the most common one to grow is going to be psilocybe cabensis, and it's very easy to grow. Other than that, you should have the confidence now to accurately pick a psilocybin mushroom. And if you're not sure and you want to, you found one and you want more an extensive guide on that, I do have an, um, a link to a guide that I recommend for psilocybin mushrooms. If you check out the link in the description of this podcast, it should take you to um, that article I've written, and the link will be in there. It's also, um, if you just go over to creativemushrooms.com, you'll find it there as well. And, and um, other than that, if you want to find out more information on the top 10 types of magic mushrooms, and maybe see some pictures of these different mushrooms that I've talked about here today, then go over to creativemushrooms.com dot com and check out that it's also a link in the description of this podcast anyway thanks for listening and stay tuned because i got a lot more great podcasts coming your way all right i'll talk to you again soon bye now curative mushrooms has to post the standard fda disclaimer the statements made regarding medicinal mushrooms have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration the efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. Creative Mushrooms is not making claims intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions, or other possible complications before consuming medicinal mushrooms. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice. Thank you.